Welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast, filled with marketing and leadership tips on launching and growing your business with your host, Deanne Mora. Business owners often ask, how can I grow my business through marketing? There's a model I like to use called the Marketing Growth Circle. Picture three concentric circles, at the center of which are your clients. Wrapped around that are people you know, and wrapped around that are people you don't know. The best place to start is at the core of the circle, your clients. This is the audience who loves you the most, who can say good things about you. So you want to encourage them to provide you referrals, testimonials, and then also they provide an opportunity that if they're not using all of your services, that you can cross sell or upsell. So that's always the first place that you wanna focus for growth. And then wrapped around that is the second ring of the circle where we focus on people you know. So it's amazing how many people are in our personal or professional circles who don't really understand everything we do. I hear this from attorneys all the time, for example, that a neighbor will have given a case to another attorney because they knew they were a lawyer, but they didn't really realize what type of law they practiced. So nurturing people you know and making sure that they understand everything you do is really the next focus of your marketing. Now, there's many ways to do this, the first of which is quite simple, just send a monthly newsletter. And whenever you're sending any form of email, always remember that it needs to deliver value. So if you send someone an email that sounds very salesy, they're quite likely to drop off of your list. But if you send them something that might have a link to an interesting blog that you've written or an article or some tips, uh, a video that might be useful to them, then they're more likely to stay around on your list so that you can continue to communicate with them. So a newsletter is a great place to start. If you want to get a little bit more sophisticated with your email marketing, then you can consider using a CRM tool and creating drip email campaigns. Now a drip email campaign is essentially as it sounds, we send multiple emails over time to quote unquote drip on someone until they ultimately convert to being a client. Again, these types of emails really should be value related. So the general proportion is about 80% of what you send should deliver something of value to the recipient and about 20% should be an ask. So an example of a CRM drip campaign would be an educational drip or a nurturing campaign. And in this type of email, if someone has contacted you and expressed an interest in a particular type of service, let's say they've downloaded a white paper or they've checked the box that tells you what their interest is, or just through other things you know about them that you understand what they're most interested in, then sending them a series of emails that delivers valuable information about that area can be really useful to demonstrate your competence. And over time, when they're ready, they're more likely to engage and to select you to deliver the product or service for them. You can use drip campaigns for multiple, multiple purposes. And in an upcoming class, I will dive into this in much greater detail. But just a couple of examples, in addition to the educational campaign, 
would include a networking follow-up trip. So as an example, you meet someone, whether it's physically or virtually at a networking event, you get their business card. You may want to put them into a campaign that automatically follows up and requests a meeting with them so you can get to know your businesses uh, a little bit better and see if there's opportunities where you can help one another to grow. You can have automated email sequences that follow up from uh, somebody who enters a, a contact form on your website. You may have an onboarding automated follow-up sequence. So there's multiple purposes that you can use uh, email marketing for, but th these are all uh, methods of really nurturing that group, the people who you know. Uh, anything that you put out content-wise is also nurturing or staying in touch with your followers. So any of your social media content, whether you're um, posting on Facebook or Instagram or tweeting or uh, creating YouTube videos, or if you're going live on, um, on IGTV, or um, if you're posting on your stories, um, all of that, anything that is related to putting out content helps to nurture and in increase your awareness to your followers. The outer ring of the circle is focused on people you don't know. And there's a tactical half and a strategic half. The tactical half is really all about lead generation through paid ads. And this could be uh, Google ad campaigns. It may be through Facebook. It may be Instagram ads, LinkedIn, YouTube pre-roll ads, um, anything that involves paying for an audience to get to know you. Now, what's really important before you get to the point of paying for ads is you need to consider who the audience is and whether where you're sending them is likely to convert them into a customer. So knowing your audience, knowing who your target marketing personas, as we call them, is really important. And you can break down your target audience into multiple, we call them personas, but they're personifications of your target segment. And for that segment, you want to understand what their concerns are, what their pain points are, where they tend to hang out. So what social media channels do they tend to frequent? How do they like to be approached? Um, and what can your company do in order to solve their problem? So this is very important. You need to put yourself in the in the eyes of your target audience and understand how they will likely be um, enticed or incented to connect with you. And then think about where you're sending your target audience. So if you're sending them to your social media or if you're sending them to a landing page for a campaign, or if you're sending them to your website, wherever you want that traffic to go, it needs to have compelling imagery and compelling copy. There's an upcoming class that where we'll get much deeper into the psychology of a website and a psychology of landing pages and how we get those to convert. But put yourself in the shoes of your target audience and think if I'm going to pay for a campaign to drive them somewhere, will that somewhere be a place where they feel like you get me? 
you absolutely understand my problems and you seem like you have the credibility and the authority to solve my problem. Yes, I want to work with you. Until your, your website, your social, your landing page is in that condition, you really should not be paying for ads because honestly, you'll be throwing your money away. But the, that's the top half of the outer ring of the circle, which is tactical. Now we have the bottom half, which is strategic. So there are ways to bring traffic to your website, to your social, without spending quite as much money as running a Google AdWords campaign, for example, but it is a longer term proposition. And you'll get there through engagement and through um, SEO, search engine optimization. So let's deal with each of these individually. So through engagement, um, if you think about when you post on social media, Maybe you'll show up in people's feeds. Um, if you're a business page and you're posting on Facebook, there's a tiny, tiny likelihood that you're actually going to show up in people's feed because Facebook really wants you to pay to play. So you're going to need to do other things. You're either going to need to run a campaign on Facebook um, or you're going to need to join groups and participate and be visible and connect with other people. Basically, you're going to network and be social on social media. Similarly, with Instagram, you actually can get more organic traction, but you do need to post everywhere Instagram wants you to. So you need to have content on your feed, on your stories, on IGTV. You need to go live. Ideally, you should run some small campaigns, but also you need to connect with other pages and comment and like and follow them and uh, just be visible. So that just posting on social media is not enough to get found. Um, what that does is it's more your digital business card that people will check you out online when they meet you through some other venue and they'll go to your social media and they'll see what you're all about and they'll go to your website and they'll learn more about your business. But it's really important that, um, that you, you are also engaging, that you're also reaching out on social media if you want that to be a source of leads for your business and also to grow your following. Um, and then search engine optimization is another area where in addition to social media, where we'll dive in much deeper in future classes, but uh, search engine optimization is really focused on either helping your Google My Business page to be found or helping your website to be found. And let me distinguish between the two. If you think about the anatomy of a Google search, when you search for, search for anything on Google, it will return its results in three sections. Actually, there's now a fourth, I'll mention that one in a moment. But the main three sections for most searches are going to be the ads, which will show up at the top of the page, and you'll see the little ad uh, indicated next to them. And then the second section of a search result is your the map. So that's where your Google My Business page will hopefully appear. And then the third section of search is the organic results that will present different websites that closely aligned with that search. So we've talked about how to show up in the top section. That's basically a, it's the stock market of the internet. Whoever pays the most is going to show up there. Um, the second section maps though, does create a great opportunity for businesses to be found locally. So if you've optimized your Google My Business listing, and this means you've fully completed all of the sections, you've used keywords, 
you're posting to it regularly, you're including blogs, you're including images, um, you are geotagging your images, you have lots and lots of five-star reviews, and by the way, the website that is uh, linked to from that Google My Business listing is also performing well and optimized, then all of those things together can help you to be found. In addition, if your Google My Business page or your name, address, and phone number specifically are listed on as many, um, as many directories as possible, so we call these listing citations, um, then those all act like inbound links to your Google page, and therefore that can also be very, very important in helping you to be found. So that's the map section. The third section is organic reach. And this one is a little bit more complex. There's over 200 factors in the Google algorithm that will determine whether or not your website will rank. So the likelihood that you're going to launch a brand new site on a brand new domain and immediately show up on the first page of Google is somewhere close to zero. But you can, you can get there. It just takes a little bit more time and it takes a heavy content strategy both on your own website as well as content exterior external to your website that is linking back to you. So Google is going to look at how closely does the web page um, in question match the search term that the person entered on Google and will that website perform? So Google wants to deliver a positive experience and that includes a website that will be fast, that will be mobile friendly um, and a website that other people are talking about. So Google is a popularity contest. There is a, an actual number that gets assigned um, that can be calculated according to the popularity of each domain. It's called domain authority. And the higher the domain authority, it means the more weight that your website has online. So when you have content that is external to your website, that is linking back to your website, it's coming from a higher domain authority site, then that actually helps to improve the ranking of your website. And that can be a paid strategy. Um, so that's one thing to consider. And that's looking at basically putting, uh, we call them guest blogs on um, writing content on a more popular website and then linking back with a keyword rich uh, term to your website. So that's one of the things that can help you to be found, making sure that your website is, is optimized. Um, there's also um, another, a fourth area of, uh, of Google and the search results that is newer and it is called the Google snippet. In particular, it will tend to appear when you type in a question. And Google will search through all of the web pages that it has indexed and it will present in a little box right under the ads what it believes to be the closest answer to your question. But what's in that box is either one website or a combination of information on different websites. Now when they combine information and you don't get a link, that's not as ideal, but there are a number of snippets that you'll still see that also include a link over to the website where Google obtained that information. And if that happens to be your website, that can be a really positive thing in terms of driving traffic over to you that ideally is relevant because you've answered a question that is important to your target audience. So it's 
challenging to get found in that box to appear um, in this snippet because of course everybody else wants that too. But it really is a combination of doing really good keyword research and understanding where there's a possible niche where you could be found, writing an SEO optimized blog or page that answers that question. And it's very clear that that's what the page is about because of the way that you've optimized the, the content on that page. And then using what's called um, schema markup, which essentially tells the bots what that page is about and how to categorize it. So it's as if you are providing the bots with a little um, index card that says, you know, I'm going to make your job easier for you. Here's how you need to uh, categorize or file away my content so you can access it more easily in the future. So again, we'll dive much deeper into local SEO and on-page SEO in the future, but those are just some tips and things that you would want to consider. So just to sum up then, the way to get found is really a combination of optimizing your current client relationships and making sure that you're getting referrals and testimonials and that you're upselling and cross-selling. It's also focused on making sure that the people you know, friends, neighbors, colleagues, all know exactly what you do and that you are top of mind for them because you're putting content out there that demonstrates your knowledge and expertise and you're being very giving in, term, in, in terms of information. So um, don't hide everything away because in, in general, the more information you give, the more people will realize, hmm, maybe that's kind of hard and I might need your help. Um, and then the outer ring is people you don't know. So that's when, when business owners say, I want to generate leads you need to have all three layers of that circle in place. Now, you don't necessarily need to pay for someone else to manage all three of those layers. You can definitely DIY uh, a lot of pieces of it, but they all need to be done in order to have a well-executed marketing plan that will help your business to grow.